This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 368, three ways to use phonics to sound more natural in English. In today's episode, our guest will give you three actions that you can start taking today to sound more natural when you pronounce the sounds of the English language. Today, we have a guest on All Ears English. Our guest today specializes in phonics. She has 17 years of experience teaching phonics and pronunciation to beginning readers. She's an italki teacher who has taught more than 100 sessions and currently works with more than 50 regular students who have seen that her method helps them speak with more confidence. Today's guest is Martha. Let's welcome Martha to the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Martha. Welcome to All Ears English. How are you today? I'm fantastic. Thanks for having me. Excellent. Thanks for joining us. We are excited to have you here today because we know that your core area of specialization is in the area of phonics and pronunciation. Is that right? Yes, it is. Very nice. We love to have pronunciation and phonics experts on the show because we don't get to talk to them very often. So, Martha, let's start out with this question. What is phonics? Like, what does that actually mean for our listeners? Yeah, phonics is knowing the sounds that the letters make in the word. Okay, great. Knowing the sounds that the letters make. So I think this is something that our listeners really struggle with because it's very hard to know how English is spelled in some situations. We break a lot of logical rules when we spell a word. Isn't that right? Well, actually, English is a logical language. And Mm -hmm. for 80% of the English language, there is a spelling rule or an actual um, sound, either a single letter sound or a multi-letter combination that makes Ooh. just a particular sets of sound, either one sound or two sounds, some even more. But there is a logic behind it. Okay. Well, then this is a rich area to dive into, Martha. So let's just get into it. Let's go straight into it. So we know that you've been working in this area for a while. So what are your three tips that you could offer our listeners of All Ears English to as to how to use phonics to get a better handle on pronunciation and spelling and just the language in general, just sounding more natural? What could we do as your number one tip? The first thing is to read out loud. Oftentimes, you're good at reading, you're good at understanding vocabulary, but because there's nobody to listen to you, you're the only English speaker, you often miss that reading out loud opportunity. And when you read something out loud, you actually hear the sounds the letters make, you actually hear what you sound like. And oftentimes, because you're used to listening to English or other things, you might even say, hey, that doesn't sound right. So that is a way to catch yourself. So read out loud. Oh, I like that. Okay, I can see how that could be really helpful. Now, one follow-up question to that. Is there a certain level that we need to have before we start reading out loud? Because what if we're reading the words incorrectly and then we're just solidifying the incorrect sounds? Well, a lot of that does have to do with your level of learning. But I think poems are a good way to start. 
because a poem usually is written so that it makes sense and it should help you because the, the words rhyme. Oh, I like that idea. Yeah. So we can, in, we can kind of, we can have that intuitive sense of how a word should sound because of how the word sounded before it in the, in the previous line, right? Yes, exactly. Great. So that is the solution if we don't know if we're really pronouncing it correctly to actually read a poem. Do you have any favorite poems that you could recommend to our listeners? I do. Robert Louis Stevenson um, wrote a lot of children's poems. So they're colorful and they, they're very well written and simple to understand. And one of my favorite poems is entitled The Swing. And the first stanza is, how do you like to go up in the swing, up in the air so blue? Oh, I do think it's the pleasantest thing ever a child can do. Do. Okay. So we can see that rhyme and we know that do is pronounced do is similar to blue, right? The same rhyming sound. Beautiful. And the other thing I like about using poems for this particular method is that we can think about life a little bit. On this show, we like to go beyond just the mechanics of the language and we like to go deeper into talking about life and motivation and achievement and goal setting. And, you know, poems always communicate a larger idea. So that sounds like some great material for a typical All Ears English listener. Absolutely. <laughs> Very nice, Martha. So the first recommendation is to read out loud and specifically using poems. So what would be your second recommendation for how our listeners can use phonics and dive into phonics to sound more natural? The second thing I would say is write your words down, because when you're writing or typing, you're actually slowing down and say the sounds as you write the word. Don't just write so quickly that you don't take time to actually sound out the word. So write your words down. Yeah, that's great, too. I mean, these days we are just so busy, right? And we forget this part. We forget the writing. We we think that it's all about just speaking, speaking, speaking. But we've had some linguists on the show in the past who have reminded us that we've got to get the four skills involved, not just the speaking part. Okay. So is there a way we could fit this writing into our busy lives? I mean, do you recommend like keeping a journal in the evening or how would you what what should we write about? I think it's not so much what you write about is it's the vocabulary words that you're learning. So even if you just keep a list of words that um, you've come across either in your reading or you've heard in some speaking um, venue, write that word down. And then you you have a, a resource of what words you are learning. Because English is common. There's a lot of common words. The harder words are expert words, I like to say, that are specific for some field, either business or science or math. So these are just um, vocabulary words that are um, harder to read, maybe, like a nut. Everybody knows nuts are walnuts, but pistachio nut is a little harder mm. to read. Yeah. So <laughs> when you come across pistachio, write it down so that you can yeah. see how it's spelled and you can analyze the word. Ooh, I like that. I like that. And that's great for our listeners because our listeners are at that level where it's time to deepen their vocabulary, to speak in a more nuanced way. And we also do a lot of work on the IELTS exam for our other podcast called IELTS Energy. And we know that for a a six or a seven as a speaking score, we need to go deeper with our vocabulary. So any listener that wants to move, wants to do education abroad or move abroad for immigration, we need to be able to say more than just that general vocabulary word to go into the the more nuanced word pistachio, not just nut, yes, right? Exactly. So this 
Yeah, so this is a good way to serve two purposes. So write down vocabulary words, maybe keep a vocabulary journal, right? Yes, exactly. Awesome. Martha, what about number three? What is the third thing that our listeners could do? The third thing is look for patterns in words. Remember, I told you that 80% of the English language is logical. So don't get hung up when words don't seem to fit the pattern. Mm, okay, look for patterns. And can you give us an example of a pattern? Like, what do you mean by pattern? Okay, I have a simple sentence that I've written, and I'll read it to you. The, okay. the feature picture was about a treacherous journey. Now, I chose that word because feature picture both have the ch sound. Yeah. And if you look at feature and picture, the ch sound is spelled with the T-U. Now, mm. that is a pattern in the English language and a word that people stumble over when they're just beginning to get good at reading because it's not common. The T-U is not the most common way to spell the ch sound. Yeah. Oh, I like that. So the idea is by recognizing these patterns, we can cut a lot of time off of our study energy and time, right? Yeah. We can save time because we can start to see the patterns everywhere. Yes. Yeah. And it's true. Once we know that something is out there, some pattern, some rhythm is out there, we see it more easily. So we can really understand how to pronounce that. I like that. Can you give us an example of one more common pattern beyond the ch sound? Yes. The E-A that is a common um, multi-letter combination, and mm -hmm. it says three sounds. It can say the E, the long E sound, mm -hmm. or the A, the long A sound, or the E, the short E sound. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And I like to use the words eat bread and steak. Yeah. Okay. So that one's a little more complicated because there are three possible sounds that those two letters could make, but it's still a pattern. Yeah. You're right. And we can start to recognize, and this really is the way to save time for our learners, our, our listeners who are super, super busy and they don't have time to just try and learn every single word. Look for the patterns. I love it. I love it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm going to summarize what you've told us today, Martha. These are some really good points that I think could really save our listeners some time. So read out loud, specifically look for poems. Mm -hmm. Okay, that was your first tip. And then you said, write the words down, write new words down when we get them, when we see them or read them, keep a vocabulary journal. And number three was look for patterns in words to save time and to learn faster. Very good. I love it. Any final words of wisdom, Martha, for our listeners when it comes to phonics? The, the basic thing is don't give up. Use that sound feature in your dictionary on the computer. Listen to how the words are pronounced. And mm. then um, you will begin to understand exactly how to pronounce words. Yeah, I like that. Don't give up. I mean, sometimes we might be on the brink of a breakthrough, right? We yeah. might be on the brink of a massive amount of uh, improvement, but we don't know it. Yeah. So it gets really hard when we're working every day. But guys, as long as you're working every day at your English, whether it's through working on your phonics with Mar Martha on italki, for example, or whether it's working, listening to All Ears English, whatever it is, as long as you keep working and don't give up, you will get to your goal as long as you're doing the right things. Very good. Great, Martha. So I heard that you are a teacher on italki. Is that right? Yes, it is. 
Great. So if our listeners, so maybe our listeners, I mean, do you have any room in your schedule? I heard that you're quite busy these days. <laughs> I am very busy and I am trying to figure out how to do more sessions. So when I figure <laughs> that out, I will be sure to write that on italki. I want okay. <laughs> so I, I wonder if you could make a little bit of space in your schedule for some All Ears English listeners because our listeners are very special. Yeah. My, my <laughs> suggestion is, is book on Saturday because Saturday. a lot of people wait to have a class on Saturday. So there's always openings on Saturday. Okay, because it sounds like you have a really smart method here that really cuts to the chase and that cuts out the fluff, really. I mean, these sound like very actionable tips, and I bet that you could go deeper with some of our listeners into your method to help them save time and get closer to their goal faster. Yeah. Is that right? Mm -hmm. I like that. I like that. Okay. So, guys, if you want to work with Martha, your first step to work with Martha is to go to allearsenglish.com forward slash I-T-A-L-K-I. Now, Martha, how can our listeners find your profile? You go down to the bottom of the web page and find Learn English and click on that and you will see there's a list of about 580 teachers that teach English. And wow. every time I log on, my name will go to the top of the list. So I, okay. I try to log on quite a few times a day. Oh, that's interesting. So that's part of the algorithm that the more often you log on as a teacher, the easier it is for students to find you. That makes sense. You're busy. You're a busy teacher. You've got a lot of students. You're in high demand. So guys, if you want to grab a spot in Martha's schedule, specifically on Saturdays, and I think that could work well for our listeners because they're busy professionals. Yeah. Um, guys, first go to allearsenglish.com forward slash I-T-A-L-K-I and then search for Martha's profile. Martha, that's great. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. This has been really inspiring. And I think you have some really good methods to really get down to business here for our listeners. You're welcome, Lindsay. And keep up the good work on your end as well. <laughs> Thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening to All Ears English. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, follow our show wherever you listen to podcasts to make sure you don't miss anything. See you next time.